Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. Imagine someone is standing right in front of you. Now, if you draw a line from their left to their right eye, this is the baseline line. If you look up one inch or two and a half centimeters, you start to notice their lower forehead. Now, this line is so important because by staring at this line, which we will call the power line, you will command instant respect with other people and this will flow on to other resourceful states. This is in complete contrast to if you look an inch below that line. Now this sounds really weird and out there, but believe me, if you try it, it is powerful. Don't go overboard with this because it can be seen as an aggressive gesture. Speaking of aggression, in self-defense, if you focus on this area with aggressive intention, it can be seen as a way of intimidating other people. Furthermore, some instructors advocate looking into the eyes of the opponent to read their moves before they come. Personally, I think it's way better to look at the guy's chest and you can read their shoulders much easier. This is debatable, but something that is not is projection. If you project with intent, with your eye contact, others feel it. If this is due to a micro expression or another mechanism, it's not entirely clear. But if you are in the congruent state and you are communicating your intention with your eyes while talking to someone else, the message is so much more powerful. There is a martial arts instructor who advocates vividly imagining that you are destroying the attacker, including getting their head, bouncing it off the bar, whatever. And this, he reports, causes the bully to reconsider his plans to harm you. The flip side, of course, is that you can use this to communicate genuine care, love and trust as well, simply by setting your projection. Couple this with body alignment and altering the way that you walk. This altitude becomes a gem as part of the four A's in the Alpha Dude system. The difference between asking and telling spans over both verbal and nonverbal elements. One little known nonverbal element is the eyebrows. The eyebrows tell the person when to talk and when to shut up. Try this in the mirror. Ask a question and then raise your eyebrows up. This is the face that most people find irresistible not to answer. Even if you say, I'm planning to move to Alaska, then use the eyebrows up, the other person will be so much more likely to make a comment. When you want the other person to listen or just stop talking, simply allow your eyebrows to drop back to normal and then slightly lower than before. Subconsciously, this means that it's time for the other person to stop talking. Couple this with tonality from amplitude and NLP techniques, 
your communication will be taken to a whole new level. Now, before moving off the eyes, a basic concept is to keep more eye contact than you probably have, which means maintaining eye contact a little more than half the time when you're talking, and when you're listening, taking an eye contact about three quarters of the time. Much less than this makes you seem submissive, and much more than this makes you a stalker. If you have difficulty with this, just try when you're talking to people who work in a customer service role. These guys are being paid to serve you, so you've got nothing to lose. And if you find that too much of a stress, when you're talking to them, just focus on one of their eyes and then the other. Switch back and forth until you've become comfortable with the whole process. The clothes that we wear, we'll talk about this more, but the body language, your eyes, your friends, assets, they all give us important ties. However, this must be adapted with a flexible approach. This means that not every interaction requires you as to be aggressive when politeness may yield a similar result. However, a flavor of the alpha male qualities is required most of the time. This is to allow the other person to understand the social dynamics behind the situation at at least a subconscious level. This allows you to proceed in any form that will be most advantageous to yourself. By being an alpha dude, you have the power needed for good or for bad. And along with the fact that being an alpha dude brings immense satisfaction and success, makes it the only real alternative in psychology. So back to clothing. Clothes communicates who you are. Wearing a common pair of pants with a standard t-shirt says that you think of yourself as average or at least you want others to see yourself that way. But this is your life. You have to make an effort. You have to tell others about yourself by the way that you dress. And if you are going to wear a suit to work, why not save up and shop around for a decent shirt? Why not get a decent suit? Why not get some designer gear? When I did this, I found I got a major response from others, but more importantly, I felt like a million dollars. Not only was I getting a good response from others, but I knew deep inside that I was respecting myself enough to buy the gear and to wear it. And for casual, just choose out what you like to do. Decide who you are and how you want to present yourself to others. The coolest people I know dress in a cool style that suits their personality. Make sure you don't fall into the category of dressing just however you want without consideration for others. I remember having this attitude when I was out of school and the contrast between being treated like nothing and being respected was often just a change of clothes. Now this is not to say that we should just peacock as they say or to dress up as a second hander as Anne Rained says. She, she goes on to say that people dress like this for validation. This should be an outward expression of who you are. And by being comfortable with yourself and having the guts to express it in fashion gives your communication even more impact. Just make sure you run your look past a couple of few people who aren't interested in simply blending in so you don't accidentally delude yourself that wearing rock star gear in your day-to-day life would actually suit you. If you wear quality clothes, you will feel better about yourself. Similarly, if you drove an expensive sports car, you'd probably feel great, but that's only in comparison to driving an old bomb. The first time 
I wore a major designer shirt. I felt like I wasn't really being myself. I mean, I don't like that whole image. But this soon changed. When those around me just started to realize that I was communicating, that I was good enough to spend money on myself, that I was confident to go out and wear class, I realized that clothes almost maketh the man in some cases. In fact, I have had second or third hand accounts from others about positive aspects of myself that I've never heard before from strangers who notice me all because of the clothes that I'm wearing. Now you will notice people treating you differently when you get your style right. This is a very hard aspect for me because I am of the belief that if someone treats you better because you're wearing better clothes, that must be shallow. However, this happens all the time. Consider, someone who wears a tuxedo commands more respect than the guy with stinky homeless clothes. Don't worry about why people are like this or try to change it. It is what it is. Understand it and use it to your advantage during interactions. The following that I'm going to talk about is a brief survey of some alpha male characteristics. Discernment is key, but don't walk away from this without taking on at least a few things from the list and trying it on as a part of yourself. If you take on all these characteristics while being loving towards others and really being comfortable in your own skin, remembering insincerity will detract everything, then you will be bound to notice a massive difference in number one, how you feel, and number two, how others treat you. So here's the list. Number one, always stand up with legs a good distance apart, perhaps one foot resting on an object higher than the ground. Two, move with purpose at all times. Be comfortable with yourself and the situation that you're in at all times. Number three, never appear to be in a hurry. Walk, gesture, move, slowly, deliberately, and coolly. Four, generally, avoid using your hand in front of you, keeping both of your hands at your side, near the side of your body, when gesturing is the best way to do it. Next, avoid looking at the ground, keep eye contact longer than the other person does, keeping in mind what I said before about stalker eye contact. Put yourself in a powerful state before activities. Body language often follows. Always dress slightly better than other people. In business, if everyone wears a shirt, try a tie, if it's not too much. Casual, try a shirt. You get the idea. People always judge others on their clothes. The secret is not to get obsessed. Just get comfortable with wearing some good clothes. And watch how other people treat you differently. Never cross your arms if you can help it. Try adopting what we call the gunslinger pose. This is where you have the, the thumbs in your belt or, or pocket with your hands on your jeans. So your thumbs in the pocket, your hands are pointing outwards. This communicates power. And by conscious effort, this will transform to the subconscious habit as well, which comes out at the right time. Try to keep the center position in a group, unless moving or walking. In this case, you can move to the front. Make a picture in your mind of a large ball. Now, make it so it's filled up with helium, so it's floating on a string about two inches long 
attached to your solar plexus. Now this sounds really bizarre, but it has benefits. This means that number one, you can't put your hands in front of you because the ball's in the way. So it'll keep your hands nice and relaxed at your side. And more importantly, it'll mean that your chest and shoulders are out and it'll allow the room for that imaginary ball to float. The ball will affect your walk, leading you with the hips. The head will have to be back a little so you won't be craned over. And if you do it correctly, your stomach will actually be in a little. Take up more space when sitting. Legs apart. Put your gear in a wide radius. Walk, talk, have your heads up at all time. Imagine your shoulders are being pulled to your sides. Pushing your shoulders sideways will accentuate your traps. And at the same time, they'll help with keeping your hands by your side. Remember, hands in front of your body is the wrong movement. Remember, always be flexible. Always look people in their eyes or slightly above their eyes as we discussed. Breathe with a diaphragm or stomach method, not your upper chest. Utilize the body language or the altitude to get you back on track if you're feeling low. Changing the way you move and handle your body is a quick way to change the way that you feel. And finally, move like your role model. Modeling from NLP is all important here. Imagine the most powerful person you know and how they are in different settings and see how they deal with things. So that's quite a list. It might bear repeating again. So if you just rewind the podcast, have another listen to it. Also, put it in the right context. Don't be the guy who feels they don't need this section. I know someone who went around with his gut sucked in and chest out thinking he had perfect body language. He was shocked to discover that he'd been craning over just to keep such a posture the whole time, making him appear weaker than if he didn't change anything about his body language in the first place. The day he discovered the altitude of the Alpha Dude system, his life started to change, like the entire system. Keep an open mind. And as mentioned prior, don't look at everything that I've said and take on all the attributes of the alpha male without keeping yourself in check while being the dude. The purpose here is to always keep in mind the more powerful you are, the more you can help others. An altruistic billionaire is likely to make a greater impact than any altruistic low-income earner. If you are more powerful and charismatic, you will have more to offer than others. This is where real change takes place. The veil starts to lift and suddenly your interactions aren't received with pity, ambivalence, or even worse, they're ignored. Instead, people really start to appreciate you and your contributions. And the feeling is addictive. You have more, so you have more to give. So I advise that you give it. Some of the things that I talk about in this section sound a little bit cold-hearted, but you can try and change the world or you can try and change yourself. I advise changing yourself first and then doing the world next. A very important point. This applies to all aspects of being an alpha dude, but in particular in reference to the altitude. When you are in company, you'll be drawn to use the techniques that I talked about. However, a super important point that few people consider is to do this when you're alone. 
Remember the four attributes, the AAAA of the Alpha Dude system and the two dimensions? The two dimensions are how you act and how others react. The way you act affects yourself, even without other people present. Therefore, do not simply try on these techniques at will. I keep emphasizing, just internalize them because they must become a part of you. So when you're alone, be sure to make a habit out of utilizing the best body language that you can. When you're with others, let it shine again. The point is that you're communicating to yourself through your actions. This is scientifically proven. And let me demonstrate. Beta blockers. In psychiatry, people with anxiety disorders are often prescribed medications called beta blockers. These medications work not by affecting your brain's functioning, but by slowing down your heart rate. Slowing down the heart rate is a physiological response. This tells the body that you are not to become nervous. Consider this. Try to be scared with a normal heart rate. It just doesn't compute. Your body and mind work together. You feel sick. Your mind often feels dull. You walk like a champ. You feel like a champ. This is the focus of the alpha dude. You are living in your skin amongst other people. You must pay attention to yourself as well as others, but allow your mind and body to work together. Feel confident, act confident, be confident. Although this is targeted towards being an alpha dude, other attitudes and skills can be developed that can enhance your life as well. So for example, by finding out how you learn, learn optimally afterwards. This is a big part of the aptitude section which we'll talk about later. But remember to incorporate all parts into the whole because with everything else going on for you, it is still hard to study effectively when you're slumped back in an inefficient learning position. But back to beta blockers. This analogy was shown as a way to illustrate science catching up with the mind-body connection. It's not intended to recommend these as a therapy for yourself. I mean, they have a lot of side effects, nasty ones. You can get erectile dysfunction, slow heart rate, bronchospasm, the list goes on. So a little self-prescribing could make a shy guy impotent and gasping for breath if he's predisposed. As you are working through this, it should start to become more and more clear that while this is targeted at yourself, it's more of a principle base rather than techniques. Understanding that there are four elements to yourself and two dimensions to which you work will allow anyone to master the system. Many systems require gurus who hand out techniques or knowledge means that the student can never be left to his own devices in case he has a question, but by learning the principles, you can troubleshoot any situation on your own. So, for example, let's say, you may notice that you had an unfavorable outcome in any given situation. Let's say you gave a presentation and it was less than great. Work through the checks. Number one, was your attitude on? Did you have the right mindset and mentality as you entered the talk? Was it for the entire presentation or did you start strong and finish weak? Number two, the aptitude. Did you have the knowledge and skills? I've seen many poor performances because people left this part completely out of their arsenal. You cannot always fake it till you make it. 
because in a technical field, you need skills to survive. Make it a priority to know these skills, master them, and utilize them. Use the drives and exercises that we go through to drive you to the highest level attainable. Next, during the delivery of the talk, were you tall and powerful in your body language from a high altitude? Did you deliver your speech or did you fail and and do this because there was some apathy or fear of being judged? Again, different parts apply to different situations. And finally, how was your voice, your amplitude? Did you deliver the speech with a clear, well-projective, authoritative voice? Did you accentuate the vowels? Did the presentation come over smooth? Check all aspects of your verbal and written communication and then evaluate where you need to improve upon these things. Evaluate these things, how you felt about yourself in the presentation, how you felt about the group, how the group reacted to you and how the whole process unfolded. Try this all out while using the alpha pattern which we'll talk about later. Remember to utilize powerful submodalities during each part to gain maximum recall. Upon full evaluation, go through the experience again and understand how it would have looked if these areas were all taken care of. Remember that at any time, somebody can move a crowd if they take the right actions. Visualize the perfect person taking corrective actions, then see yourself doing that next time. Now, regarding mental exercises, probably like you, I often find them a little bit dull. Too much mental work and just can't be bothered. But that's okay. You don't have to go through each exercise. Just take the ones that you want to. Internalize the system and try bits and pieces on. Using the principles, if you can think of another self-made exercise that would work, try that out. I've just presented some of the major things in past podcasts that I've found to be useful and others have too. So while I encourage you to try out all of the exercises, I'll not belittle you by saying you need to do any of them in order to become successful. You get the deal. Simply by being smart and thinking a little more than most, by being thoughtful about these things, you will be surprised that you start to become more successful in becoming the person you were born to be and achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve. In this episode, we examine practical tips and techniques on how you can bring out your best. And if you noticed, much of what we discussed is based on how we present ourselves to not only the world, but to ourselves as well. To continue with this momentum, we bring on actor, producer, and author, Lester Green, to talk about his incredible journey from witnessing a murder in Harlem to his path in acting, self-acceptance, and how he eventually came up with the concept and book, Act Like You Love Yourself. So for me, acting is something that just happened by accident. So I started out being a rapper. My brother was always into music and he would always bring home 
these rap songs that he would produce and create in the studio. And I just remember listening to the songs and feeling like maybe I can do this too. But I never really tried it because I was so into basketball. So I never recorded any music. And then one day I was walking in Harlem with my friend and I saw this one guy get shot. And I don't know what it did to me, but it changed something inside of me. And then I started to look at myself differently. It was almost as if something was activated. I felt like my voice needed to be heard. And so then I started to make music. I started to record songs in the studio. And it was a beautiful thing. My first song that I ever recorded was called Regular Person. And it meant so much to me because that song deals with my being a gay male, a gay African-American male. And it just showed me in my true element. It was beautiful. And so after I felt that emotion from creating that song, I just kept making more music and more songs that touched me personally. And it was weird because I didn't know that I had that voice. Sometimes it takes something very extraordinary to wake you up. And that's what my wake up call was. So I was doing the music thing and then I produced a couple of albums. I produced an album called The Green Room, another album called The Greenhouse Effect, another album called Cocktails with my friend Tori Fix. And then I did another album called No Bush Straight Dicks. And then after that, I stopped. I think I felt like I wanted to do something else. It just didn't feel like music was my everything. It didn't feel like music was something that I wanted to marry. I think when you get to a point in your life where you find that thing that you want to marry, you better marry it. And music wasn't it for me. So then my friend Henry, who used to go to a lot of plays and he loved theater, he still goes to all these plays, he suggested that I give acting a chance. He thought that I had a very interesting voice, whatever that means. I'm not sure what he meant by that. And so he thought I would make a good actor. He thought that I had what it took to be an actor. So I thought about it and I started doing background work. Background work is where you're seen, but you're not heard. You don't have any lines. You don't have a voice. So I did that for about a couple of months. And then I realized that, no, I have something to say. I want to share my voice with the whole world. And so then I started auditioning for student films and short films. And then I started booking those roles. And then I said, let me start auditioning for feature films and television shows. And then it just spiraled out of control in a good way. And then I was booking national commercials. I've done national commercials for... Crown Royal, Nike, ESPN, AAO, Citizen Watch, MetLife. And I was just gaining so much 
confidence from booking all of these roles. And I think when you find that thing, everything else just seems to fall into place. Everything is so much easier. I don't find that I have to struggle to act. It just comes so naturally because it's tailor-made for me. And I would always encourage people to find that thing that is tailor-made for you. It's not easy. It took me a little while to find that. But when you find it, you will know because it will be seamless. It will be so easy. And I think from my acting, I've been able to have a higher self-esteem. I walk with a certain swagger now. My confidence is through the roof. When I go into an audition room now, I'm going in there thinking that I'm going to get this job. And if I'm not going to get this job, they're going to love me anyway. And I just believe that when you carry that energy with you, that confidence, that it's not arrogance, but when you carry that positive energy into the audition room or just in life in general, people pick up on it. I'm a big energy guy. I love positive-minded people. I love people who radiate positive energy. A lot of people walk around upset at the world and they have this low self-esteem about humanity and they have this low just a low standard for everything. I think that will do you in. You really need to change the way you think. Your thoughts become action. So if you have bad thoughts, well, bad things are going to happen. So I always try to think positively. And so for me, carrying that positive energy is who I am. And it's funny because... A lot of people will tell me, Lester, you always, see, you always seem so positive. Why are you always so happy? I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that I'm able to act. I'm grateful that I'm able to be alive. I'm grateful that I woke up today. It's the little things that I really appreciate that some people take for granted. I think you really need to just analyze those little things, waking up in the morning, just being able to have dinner with your family, being able to get to work safely. So, but let me backtrack really fast though. Another thing that really helped me in terms of just being confident is my previous job as a bus driver. So I was a New York City bus driver for 11 years. Now, let me just tell you how difficult that job is. First of all, New York City is crazy in terms of traffic. And then you got, it's just total madness everywhere. And for me to drive a 40 foot long bus through New York City traffic, that's just amazing in itself. But for me, I looked at my job as a challenge. I realized that the people on my bus were depending on me to get to work safely. Their lives were literally in my hands. And thank God for those 11 years, I never got into an accident. Nobody ever got injured on my bus. And so, but from that, I was able to just really 
gain a lot of confidence because if you can drive a bus with a lot of people on it through New York City traffic, you can do just about anything. So that's how I approach my life and any obstacles that may come my way. I look at it this way. If I can drive that bus, then I can handle whatever's in front of me. So I think you really need to try to find ways that can build your confidence. It doesn't necessarily have to be acting. It could be something that you do at work. And then on top of that, it's just important to maintain that positive mindset, reinforcing those positive things, and then manifesting it into existence. So that, that's how I usually approach my life. I think that's one of the reasons why I created or wrote my book, Act Like You Love Yourself. I see so many people out there who just don't value themselves. I don't want to say they don't, they don't love themselves, but I think that they just have a negative approach or a negative idea about who they are and what they represent. And so my book, Act Like You Love Yourself, was written to help those people. It's not just about acting. So when I say act like you love yourself, I'm actually making a declarative statement. You need to act like you love yourself and you really need to mean it. So when I say act, I don't mean pretend to act like you love yourself. No, I'm saying act like you love yourself. Know that it's so important to love yourself. Now, it's not easy because I know I dealt with a lot of rejection and just being an actor, you deal with a lot of rejection. I remember my first commercial that I had auditioned for, I booked it. It was for ESPN and it was through my agent, Ramona Patera, right? After I booked that commercial, I was so happy. I was on cloud nine. I thought that I was invincible. And I thought to myself that I could book more commercials. And so the next commercial that I auditioned for was for DirecTV. I auditioned for it. I got a call back. And then it came down to three people. They chose somebody else. I remember crying like a baby because I didn't get that commercial. Because I never really thought that I wasn't going to be able to book every commercial that I auditioned for. I thought that after getting that one commercial that I would just get all of the commercials that I auditioned for. And boy, was I wrong. I was so wrong. But when I realized that you're not going to get everything that you go out for, you're not going to get everything that you audition for. That's just the reality of it. Once you accept that reality and you approach it with a healthy mindset, meaning you go into that interview and you say to yourself, I'm going to do the very best that I can do. And then I'm going to live with the results. And once you do that, you can live with the results because you know that you gave it everything. And that's what I try to stress to people. Don't worry about the outcome. Worry about the input that you put in to that audition or the input that you put into that interview. That's more important than the outcome. The outcome will take care of itself. 
And so once I mastered that, I started booking more commercials. I started booking more television roles. And now I feel like I'm on a roll. But I understand that it's not easy. I, I really do. So in the industry of acting, right, I am African-American and I am gay. And that makes it very difficult for people to see me as anything else. I know that Hollywood is starting to become more diverse and I love that. I welcome that with open arms and it's a great thing. However, I still feel like there are some people out there who look down upon gay people and I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I think at the end of the day, we are regular people. That's why I wrote that song, Regular Person, because at the end of the day, I'm a regular person. I'm a human being just like you. I bleed the way you do. I cry the way you do. I love the way you do. And I want people to realize that I'm a great guy. Whether I'm gay, black, transgender, it doesn't matter. We're all people and we all need to love one another. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about spreading love and spreading positive vibes. So if I had any tips to give any of you guys, I would just say to just be mindful of the thoughts that you keep. Be mindful of the things that you say. Be mindful of the things that you put into the universe. I really believe that energy travels. So if you're putting out negative energy into the universe, then that negative energy is going to come back to you. If you put out positive energy into the universe, then you will see positive results. So that's just how I live my life. It sounds so simple and it sounds so easy, but it's really not. It's really not. And at this stage of my career and at this stage of my life, I'm just so comfortable with myself. Get comfortable with yourself. It's okay to go to the movies by yourself every now and then. It's okay to take a break from everything and write in your diary by yourself. I think some people are afraid to be alone. It's not a bad thing. I think when you're alone, it gives you the opportunity to get in touch with your feelings, right? There's nothing wrong with that. So I'm partnered, right? I have a, a husband and we've been together for 15, 16 years together, monogamous relationship. I love him to death. He's so supportive of me and I love him even more because he gives me space. He allows me space to be myself. He allows me space to be alone with my thoughts. And I do the same for him. I think it's important to give each other space. There's nothing wrong with that. 
A lot of people are uncomfortable with it because they feel like they need somebody in their life to validate who they are. You don't need anybody to validate who you are. You can validate yourself, right? You are the driver of your vehicle. You are in control. You are the captain of your ship. Nobody can tell you how to feel about yourself, right? But that's why I wrote the book too. I wrote it because it's my gift to the world. I want to give back. I think it's so important to give back to people. I've always been a giver. I always give and I don't expect anything in return. I'm just a very good natured guy. And I think that's why I always keep good karma because I'm just so nice. And I don't force it. It's not like I'm trying to pretend to be this nice guy. No, I'm really a nice guy. I love helping people. So I hope that my book, Act Like You Love Yourself, will help you on your journey. It definitely helped me on my journey. And the book is not just about acting and, and helping you become a better actor. It's about helping you become a better person in life. I think for me, I want to maximize my own potential. In other words, I want to live my life to the fullest. I want to max out with all of the gifts that God gave me. So many times I see people, talented people, who give up on themselves, who don't maximize their potential. And that really kills me because... I think we all have special gifts. We all have potential. It's all about tapping into that potential and becoming the best version of yourself. So on that note, if you want to follow me on social media or you want to pick up my book, Act Like You Love Yourself, you can get it at www.lestergreenwithanea.com. That's www.lestergreenwithanea.com with an E at the end.com, www.lestergreen.com. And you go to my website, you'll see my book there. You'll see some of my music there. You'll be able to listen to some of my interviews. You'll be able to even purchase some of my movies. You can see everything that I'm doing. And I just want to thank everybody for just being a gift. All right. So cheers. Take care. Lester Green signing out. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com. If you like the podcast so far, you will love Michael Pulser's new book coming out soon, Alpha Dude Personal Upgrade. In this text, we look deeper at the Alpha Dude system with many not-seen-before tools and techniques which will upgrade you so you can fulfill your potential. Stay tuned for details.